0: was called The Fifth Element. Its story is as old as the story of life on Earth. It has played a vital role in man's history, his religion, his customs. It has influenced the founding of cities and nations, shaped the fate of empires. The ancient Greeks worshipped it no less than the sun, and Plato called it a substance dear to the gods. In order to safeguard it, the Romans constructed one of the greatest military roads of all time. The lack of it brought disaster to Napoleon's legions in the historic retreat from Moscow, and thousands died. It played an important role in the war between the states. It is blood. According to mythology, the sky god struck fire into the heavens. A spark from the blaze fell here into the sea, creating the fifth element. Geologists tell us it found its way here, deposited by ink. This is the white wonder, the element of the ancients. And this is how we know it best. This
1: is salt. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Philip. How are things in um, Washington Square? It's
2: suspiciously quiet, actually. Only this quiet when someone's planning something. It's a big event coming. Uh-oh. parade? I don't know. Political rally sometimes uh, could be a parade. Um, big movie shoot happens down here a lot too. Oh yes. They sort of take over the neighborhood.
1: We have an exciting
2: uh, show this week
1: uh, as opposed to other weeks. <laughs> no, those are exciting. If think- <laughs> when it's deathly dull, <laughs> deathly dull crickets. Um, if you've enjoyed our previous shows, this one's going to be extra fun. Um, we, uh, as we've been, um, preaching to the audience, begging the audience, pleading with the audience. Uh, people have started to send in ideas for shows. And uh, we got one from a listener, John Harrison. Jay Harrison uh, Cartoons is his Twitter handle. And we'll talk a bit more. We'll give a shout out to his, uh, his artwork, his cartoons on, uh, on the internet. But uh, he had an idea that, um, uh, how was it described, Matt? It was... Um, salt if we don't, what if there was a planet with salt. no
2: yes there was no salt
1: i'm guessing that maybe john was having breakfast and reached for the salt <laughs> <laughs> and he screamed yeah, and wondered what if
2: what i didn't have this if? thing <laughs> yeah mm. so there's a lot of great ideas start over breakfast right so that's true hmm. That's true. That's true.
1: I think uh, Newton was probably you know eating breakfast, maybe some yogurt under his apple tree when he got hit in the you know, hit in the head with an apple. Um, Einstein was probably having
2: breakfast. Yeah, so salt, salt. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, salt. Um, yeah, so that's uh, you know the the white stuff we've got on on the table, um, and I should say uh, in case. We have any chemistry pedants out there, mm. and I'm sh- sure we do. Uh, uh, salt is actually a technical term for a whole range of stuff. Um, so, the, our table salt is sodium chloride, right? Mm. Um, and basically, anything uh, when you take a metal and a non metal and put them together, we call it a salt. So, we take
1: a metal and a non
2: metal. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But, and now right. a metal, so sodium is a metal, right? We're not used to it that way.
1: Yep. Metal means actually anything above a certain element on the table. Is that
2: right? Or do you mean? Well, it's sort of the left hand. Uh, if, you, if you picture the periodic table, sort of the left half of it is metals oh. and the right half is nonmetals. Okay. So basically, if, if, you, if you make a periodic table sandwich, right? Something from each side and you mix them together, mm. then you get a salt. And battery, <laughs> <laughs> we we had to make the joke at some point. Yeah, we Lions did. Get it out of the way. There's a
1: restaurant yeah. in the village called uh, called Salt and Battery.
2: It's a oh v- no, a I fish, have not been there.
1: A fish place. Yeah, I think it's like an Irish. <laughs> um, it should be
2: on the batter. Yeah,
1: <laughs> very good. Very good. Um, yeah. Right. So okay. So periodic table, and um, this is interesting because so salt. You taking a? Me- I
2: don't think of salt as having metal in it. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. When you look at um, your table salt, it does not look like it is half metal, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't. Yeah. When you think of half metal, you think of like cyborgs, right? Uh, Your salt does not look cybernetic. Um, And that's kind of an amazing thing actually, right? That you can take and chlorine at room temperature is a gas, very poisonous. Don't make it Mm. at home. Mm. Um, So you take this shiny metal and, and this awful gas. And if you can get them to hang out together and interact with each other, you end up with this white salt, uh, this white powder, ah, uh, white crystals. That you can eat. And that's uh, that you can eat. Exactly. Right. You can't eat sodium. Huh. You can't eat chlorine, but you can eat sodium chloride. Ah. Delicious.
0: Uh, and this
2: is it's, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in some sense, this is occasionally I'll just have a, a moment and think how chemistry is just magic, right? The fact yeah, that yeah. you can take two different, totally different things and create a third thing that is also totally different. Um, you can go from poisonous to delicious. It's, you know, that's just amazing.
1: Right. And and what it is, is really, it's just a, you're just shuffling well, okay. There's two things, actually. This is a big question I've always had. Let me see. This is a visualization problem um, okay. that, in fact, kept me from really being able to pay attention or even be interested in chemistry. <laughs> I mean, the, the teacher always, as with all, I'm guessing at least high school and college professors on the first, uh, they probably do in elementary school too. The first day of chemistry class, they're going to blow something up. Yep. So that's always awesome. And that yeah. did get my attention, but like, that raised the bar so high <laughs> that the next class was deadly. Right. I think they should, if it were me now is a little more showmanship. I would start some concoction brewing on the first day of class and then say, uh, that's good. it's not till we get to the end. and We'll find out what happens.
2: And then um, you have kombucha at the end of class. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, but when you get right down to it, I guess there's, two things are happening one is so we're not this is not the same as changing one element into another element that's right right so yeah. that would so be is, mm-hmm. yeah that would be like if you have hydrogen and you add one electron to it you get Or it. if you add
2: one Proton, and pro- so oh, so basically, I see. Okay. yeah. See, how so good if you I mess was? with the nucleus, <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you mess with the nucleus, then you're changing elements. Oh, um, okay. If you're just messing with electrons, then you're making compounds. Usually, okay. So
1: messing with the nucleus is something else, which right. can be that's a different week. We can do that now. Is that right?
2: We can, and we yeah, we call that a hydrogen bomb.
1: Yeah. Oh right, and and that was what they called alchemy
2: is that right uh well yeah so alchemy is as the name suggests alchemy is the the precursor to chemistry um and their chemists were general alchemists were generally working without an idea of atoms uh but with a different different kind of notion of what substances were right
1: but their their dream was to be able to change one substance into another is that right that's right and yeah we can do
2: that in the lab on an individual atom scale these days um uh, so nobody's going to get rich from turning lead into gold.
1: Right. Okay. So we can do. We do that in the lab. We make gold.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. One. Uh, you could. I, you I don't could. know. I, I'd have to talk to some park physicists about whether anybody has the setup to do that. But yes, you could right. do that.
1: But it would take a lot of energy, a lot of work.
2: Yeah. It might okay. cost more than the gold um, you make. That's right. Almost certainly. Yeah. So messing with nuclei right. is tough, right? You need lots of equipment and so on. Uh, messing with electrons, you can do in your kitchen right? just by right. <laughs> anytime you pour two things together and they start fizzing or they turn into another thing. Or if you're baking, that's all uh, that's all messing with electrons. That's getting atoms of different elements to interact to form new compounds,
1: Right. Okay. So now a compound means that the um, the individual atoms maintain their their. So the sodium atom is still there as yeah. yeah. The sodium
2: is still sodium. There's yeah.
1: sodium, which means a certain number of proton, protons and a certain number of electrons, and the chlorine is also still there as itself, but they can bind together. Is that right?
2: And create this new thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can, if you have the right setup, you can then take them apart again, too. Uh So, again, this is one of the places where chem labs seem like magic to me, right? So you start with this metal and this poisonous gas and you put them together and you get this delicious crystal. And then you do another process to that delicious crystal and you get back the metal and the poisonous gas. Oh,
1: that would be an advanced level
2: class. That would be an advanced level class, right? <laughs> uh, Always wear your safety equipment. Uh, yeah, especially around <laughs> sodium. and say, sodium and chlorine are both extremely dangerous. Chlorine will poison you. Um, sodium is an extremely reactive metal. So if it touches water, it explodes. Oh, wow. Um, so again, the first day chemistry uh, demonstration is often chucking sodium into water and watching flames shoot up. Ah. Now, this is interesting to me because... Chlorine, I
1: think of, is like, well, that's in swimming pools and sodium is in lamps, for instance. Uh, yes, that's right. And in food, actually, <laughs> you, you, you need to eat sodium
2: or yep, not. You need, a anyway, of, yeah. you need a couple of grams of, of um, salt every day. Right. Um, but in fact, but I should say, actually, both the chlorine in your swimming pool and uh, the sodium in your lamp probably came from salt. Ah. So salt is an important raw material for all kinds of industrial applications. So there's probably, there's a factory somewhere that has a big pile of salt Mm. and runs electrical current through it and captures the chlorine that comes off and sells that to the pool companies and then takes the chunk of sodium that's left behind uh, and sells that to the lamp companies.
1: Ah, okay. And so the chlorine goes in the pool, I guess, to kill
2: bacteria and things. Yeah, that's right. And also um, and also I should say that chlorine is used in so many different things. So oh. that chlorine that comes from salt is the C in PVC. Uh-huh. Which is a pipe. So plastic. A oh, plastic essentially. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. So most plastics have a little bit of chlorine in the, in them. Um, or anything made of vinyl. Oh. That's wow. got chlorine. So, so record which depth. probably came from salt.
1: Mm, yeah. So
2: realize. if you're you know sitting on your vinyl chair right now, Mm-hmm. Listening to this, mm-hmm. um, you're essentially sitting on half a pile of salt, huh? <laughs> and poisonous chlorine—a little bit
1: of a little bit of, <laughs> little bit of chlorine air. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yet another reason to dress properly before you sit. Yes. That's it. <laughs> um, so, what's happening then is so okay. So this is fascinating. So if I'm I'm going to look at some salt, and mm-hmm. I'm looking at salt like. I don't know. That, I can't say for sure that this is the identical uh, to the salt when we think of salt, but in the last Jedi, there is a magnificent scene on a salt planet.
2: Oh yes, that's right.
1: Yeah, I have been to the Bonneville salt flats in uh, Utah. Oh, cool. Which okay. is magnificent. I mean, it's just white <laughs> and virtually perfectly flat. Oh, it's, it's somewhat rippled, but as far as you can see in all directions, it's like incredible. Yeah. Um, now, so, so but, but let's just look at, let's, let's take, we have a little bowl of salt we'll put in front of us in our minds. Mm-hmm. Morton, uh, what is it? Morton's salt? Morton's, um, yep. With the, the girl with the little umbrella. Don't right. understand what that's about, but there we go. And um, this salt, we're looking at it, it has two substances, one of which is a poisonous gas and the other is a, a it's a salt. Oh, it's a metal. Yep. A metal. We got metal and we got gas. They've been combined to make this very benign white stuff. <laughs> tasty. Yes, that's right. And tasty. Yep. Tasty. So, as I'm looking at that, if I start to look closer and closer and closer and closer, mm-hmm. eventually, I guess I start to see the molecules.
2: Is that Eventually, right? Yeah, you'll see the crystals first, oh, crystal. um, okay. which are interesting to poke around with, too, because right? salt crystallizes nicely um, and it, uh, it crystallizes on different levels, too. Right? So you, you've probably seen a big salt crystal and then there's tiny salt crystals that is sort of molecule sized or molecule scale crystals. Um, so that would be uh, a fun. That's a fun thing to do. Go look at these crystals. Salt yeah. crystals.
1: And so a crystal yeah. is a lot of molecules stuck together. In some. Yeah,
2: arranged arranged in a particular way. That's it. Um, and salt is nice because it forms crystals that you can see with the naked eye. Um, so oh. it's good for demonstrating this sort of thing. Right.
1: So it's going down to the very uh, basic level, there were atoms. There were sodium atoms and there were chlorine atoms, which were simply, mm-hmm. yep. a, you know, sodium is a certain number of um, protons and neutrons with electrons spinning around them and chlorine is the same, a different mm-hmm. amount of those two different things. Different number. Right. You yeah. put them together. And they get together. Right. Mm-hmm. And they, um, first of all, I just imagine one sodium and one chlorine coming together. It's, they, they join. Right. But they so don't merge.
2: They, uh, that is correct. Right. They, um, uh, you can think of it as uh, one of them has electrons it likes to give up and one of them likes to borrow electrons Uh, uh so that means they they seek each other out like a little Mm -hmm. molecular uh, tinder
1: now the seeking out is actually it's just a matter of electric Charge? Yeah,
2: it's electric charges, and also right. just random because the molecules are all moving around all the time, right? Uh-huh. Um, so after a little while, they'll they'll bang into each other right. and and uh, form a bond. And then right. once they form a bond, that's fairly that's relatively strong, um, so it'll stay in that state and not spontaneously go back to the sodium uh, and the chlorine.
1: Right now, the nuclei don't merge.
2: That is correct. The nuclei stay far apart on an atomic scale.
1: Oh, okay. And it it's just that it's the cloud of electrons that is
2: Yep. Merged. It's just the electrons holding together.
1: And uh, do the elec- Do they share the same cloud of electrons or is it each one still has its own electrons? They just sort of stay well,
2: uh, close they Once they, they, yeah. um, they merge, the, the electron clouds merge is probably okay. a good way to think about it. There's okay. a sense in which they're sharing the electrons and that sharing keeps them together.
1: Right. Okay. It's like, cool. you,
2: Yeah, you so, and your roommate may not like each other, but because you share a bathroom, you have to interact.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's a molecule. Um, There's some molecules there. I'll tell you. So right. So we see a bunch of uh, electrons swirling around two nuclei, which are sort of close to each other. Now, do they orbit each other like planets or something, or they're just sort of? A solid. Um, block. No,
2: you can. Yeah, you can think of it as a, a solid block um, hanging out, and cool. then it's in motion itself, right, moving around until it forms a nice crystal, and then cool. all of those solid blocks are set relative to each other.
1: Right, right, right. Okay, and it's probably not one and one, like one sodium and one chlorine, right? It's probably some, or is it? Uh, it's probably each,
2: each molecule. Yeah, each molecule is one sodium and one chloride. Oh,
1: it is okay. Yeah, for this particular uh, chemical.
2: Yeah, for this particular thing. Right. Okay. Oh, that's nice and simple.
1: Okay. So then, yeah. So then, these little, a little sodium and chloride pair uh, mm-hmm. hits hits another one, hits another one, hits another one, and when they come together, because of the shape of their structure, they organize themselves in the most efficient way. Right.
2: We'd say. We'd say the lowest energy state is the technical term. Um, So, yeah, the crystal, the crystal is the way the salt molecules can be most lazy.
1: (laughs) Now, I don't know. (laughs) I I can't speak for roommates, but I can say perhaps that married couples. Seek (laughs) (laughs) the lowest energy state after a while.
2: (laughs) After a while. That could be. Yeah.
1: Um, And so. Uh, And then they go on dates. See, so that's where they, you you meet up and you form crystals. That's right. That's when you
2: break up the crystals and it gets exciting. Exactly. (laughs)
1: Um, So when they, they form together and they start to form crystals and those crystals can get big enough now that they become big enough for us to see. And do they look like snowflake crystals or are they more like diamond?
2: No, they're actually, I don't know. I should have looked up the details, So generally I think it's cubic.
1: So Mm -hmm, it looks mm -hmm. like little
2: cubes. Right,
1: right, right. Okay. That makes sense. Um, Which is fascinating unto itself. Mm -hmm. You get these weird mathematical looking things in nature. Um, And then this is one of the essential ingredients of life.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. On a, on a bunch of different levels, actually. So, um, a human being needs to eat a couple of grams of uh, salt a day.
1: Okay, couple grams right without okay. a couple and grams uh, of salt, which would be if, if that. were in your hand. Uh, see, to, a, a
2: gram is a gram is about uh, the weight of a paperclip. Uh uh-huh. So imagine two paperclips worth of salt. Yeah, okay. that's actually a uh, decent amount. That, I should say, and if you compare that to other Trace elements that we need, you know, magnesium or iron or whatnot. Those are measured in milligrams usually, right? thousandths of a gram. So, like, oh, if you look okay. at the nutrition on the back of whatever it is you're eating, right. you'll see. Hopefully, it'll say, you know, uh, three three milligrams magnesium, and then you'll see like uh, seven hundred milligrams sodium. Oh, so, okay. our need for our need for salt is way above. Um, the other kinds of trace elements we need to survive.
1: Right. So salt is not just important.
2: It's like really important. It's really important. That's right. Right. Um, So for amongst other things, um, salt lets you think. And this is what I mean by this um, is that the, the way nerves talk to each other is with sodium ions Say what? Okay. I know. So, <laughs> so your so a your of my were- sodium
1: ions just went what at their own existence? Exactly. <laughs> right.
2: there's, there's a whole wave of sodium ions flowing through your brain right now, um, and then to in order to reach over and pick up the salt shaker, there has to be a flow of sodium ions down your nerves and then triggering your muscles. So no sodium. No nervous system. Now, this is just sodium, not the salt. So That's right. So, that's an important distinction, right? Uh So, we get our sodium through salt because you can't eat straight sodium. Uh It's a toxic metal. Uh Um, But once you ingest the salt, then your body breaks it up and sends the useful sodium up to your nervous system and the not-so-useful chlorine down to your kidneys to make urine.
1: Uh, Ah, that's
2: interesting. That's the...
1: Yeah. So... When it takes apart those two things, it must combine them with other things then to keep it all safe, right? That sodium is with
2: the the chlorine, yeah. Um, But the sodium actually you need as an ion, uh, meaning that uh, it has less electrons than it normally does, Um, and it's that it's that lack of electrons that make it a good neurotransmitter. And so it's safer without all its electrons. Yeah. Yeah. For, for us anyway, in, in your nervous system, right? If it's in your, if you eat it, you're in a bad way, um, but your body can process it uh, into a form that's useful. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Okay, so, so, so yeah. yeah. So, I should say, if you don't eat enough salt, if you don't get that couple of grams a day, right. then your nervous system stops functioning correctly. And you'll get, you get muscle spasms. You can't feel things, right? You're not getting signals back to your brain properly. Um, but and you're it's, not nervous uh, about it. You're not nervous. That's right, because you're like, oh, hey, whatever, dude. <laughs> you
1: got,
2: your nervous system
1: Wow. Okay. So what uh, John's suggestion was, he says, what if you had a planet now, I assume what he means is we have a planet that has all the ingredients for life, except for except salt. Yeah. Now, if that were the case, you would just have a dead planet. Or you um, would have life based on another structure.
2: Well, so it's... Um- that's a a pretty deep question actually. And so it's not just, so I should say we need salt because of our complex nervous systems, but there's a sense in which salt is essential to all life, um, in this way. So if you think of the first cell that formed, right, a little bit of protoplasm, um, uh, surrounded by some kind of membrane, right. It's a well-defined cell. Um, uh, one way to define that cell is that it, its salinity is different than the water around it.
1: Okay. Salinity is different than the water around it. So there's a little bit so, different amount of salt inside the cell than there is in the salt in the water. Right.
2: Yeah. That is like that. And that might seem kind of trivial to us, mm-hmm. um, but that the a difference in salinity across a membrane means you get osmosis, which is the the flow of water, or other materials through that membrane, um, and again we're like, like, so what? What do I care about membranes and salt? Um, but but every every biochemical reaction uh, is essentially that—that that is the movement of molecules across a membrane oh. of some sort. So, what is, so, the salt penetrates the membrane, or it's well, the salts see the cell. Um, Uh, has a different salinity, and that difference of salinity across the membrane makes interesting things happen, kind of like how a difference of voltage makes electricity flow.
1: Ah, so simply that. And it's an electrical thing you're talking about then.
2: Well, it's uh, if you go down deep enough, um, but you think of it as a a molecular kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, essentially salt, let's see here, early tiny cells use... Differences in salinity to do everything, uh, to get what it needs, to excrete stuff it doesn't need. Um, Every time something passes from one cell to another, it's because of osmosis, Uh. which is because of salt. Is it sort of
1: like, uh, this might be a bit of a leap, but like in weather, we always talk about high pressure and low pressure systems. Mm -hmm. or uh, So... Or even more simply, if you have hot and you have cold, mm-hmm. these are the temperatures. A little different thing, I suppose. But but the idea is that hot things will have, the, the the energy and the heat will eventually start to affect the colder things, and they will get some of the energy. And so there's a passage of
2: yeah, things that's right. From one to yeah, that's right. So this this general process of flowing from concentrated stuff to not concentrated stuff you see a lot right so you say you see Ah. that in heat you see it in electricity you see it in weather as you say so the high pressure low pressure metaphor works pretty well actually okay um it's just that the the analog of pressure is how much salt there is
1: well okay so what you're saying is that when if okay so it's like if there's more salt on one side of the membrane and less Mm -hmm. salt on the other
2: things are going to flow out of the cell That's right. Yeah. So it gets this pressure. Okay. Got it. And then that's right. And then more complicated cells and cell structures uh, can then control that structure, uh, control that flow. Mm. So depending on whether they want water here or there, the cells can readjust their salinity to move the water around. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's cool. Isn't that cool? So there's, so for instance, there's, um, you can see this in sea critters easier than mammals for, for obvious reasons. Um, but there are some sea critters that, uh, adjust their salinity to whatever is around them in the general sense, because it, like if you take one patch of ocean and measure the salinity at different times of day, it's going to vary. Um, so some critters have adapted to that and they just accept that their ion flow goes with the ocean. Huh. And then other critters have evolved an ability to maintain their own salinity, like most fish can do this, um, and that. So their cell structures are arranged in such a way that uh, they're always guaranteed to have the same level of salinity in their cells, uh, and that's a pretty awesome adaptation. Wow! Uh, and eventually, comes down to us is that uh, you know our nervous system is just a, is just a funny way of moving sodium ions around.
1: Ah, and when you say maintain salinity, I mean, is, are we basically talking about the amount of water to, to salt?
2: Yeah, it would be that ratio in each cell of the fish's body. So if
1: a cell needs to um, lower its salinity, it just brings in a little bit more water.
2: or yep, lets right. It has the, yeah. And that because fish are awesome, their biochemistry has the ability to do that. Right. They can, they can adjust their own salinity inside um, and therefore control their, their own biochemical reactions. That's wild. Now, of course, it's important
1: to point out that I'm always a little, I, I always get a little skittish around metaphors. Well, definitely fish. (laughs) I love sushi, but, uh, oh my God, (laughs) parents, used they would try, they'd take me uh, fishing and Ugh, it's just disgusting. I don't. I love sitting in the boat. I don't need to, that's why I say, I don't need to put something in the water. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. Nerd. Uh, don't touch slimy <laughs> things. Um, but uh, the cell doesn't consciously know what
2: to that's do. That's right. Yeah. So whenever I say th- something, right. that's right. The fish has no idea this is going on. Right. Um, and the cell doesn't have intentionality in that way it doesn't have desires uh when i when i say something like wants to or or wants to do this um that's a uh a metaphor for what we were talking about earlier which is that nature always wants to be in the laziest state possible Uh so when we say something like sodium and chlorine want to be together um it's not that they have a shared love of television shows or something Um, (laughs) it's that it's that nature is lazier it takes less energy for them to be together than it takes for them to be apart uh right and generally nature wants to do that right right they're they're,
1: they're more stable together so it's like Mm -hmm. no um so that actually at at some point we do that would be a different show or something that uh, that question is always um I find it utterly fascinating. About you know, the, yeah,
2: that's a cool the, one.
1: They want and they, and um, so we need salt. Is is one of the engines or the one of the fundamental processes of life? Mm-hmm. Keeping things moving. Yeah, that's right. Keeping yeah. things in balance. Uh, sending energy where it's needed. Taking it mm-hmm. away from where it's not wanted, et cetera.
2: Yep, yeah, that's right. Incredible. Yeah. So so a planet with no salt right um, you know, th- that just lost the cosmic lottery and did not have any salt um, would not have life as we know it hmm. and and i and i mean that i mean that not in the sense that klingons and romulans don't get along <laughs> but rather <laughs> in but the sense that but they don't by the way they they don't when project. you're planning
1: a party uh
2: but in the sense that cells as we know them could not exist at the, the, the most fundamental structure of life oh wow on our planet whoa could not exist and does that mean life couldn't exist at all i don't know right maybe there's some some alternative biochemical formulation uh you know but if you ask a biologist you know what would life be like without cells I would, I would they'll break down and start weeping, right? There's no, we, we don't know of any alternative to that. Um, so if, if life did appear on a saltless planet, it would be different from us on every conceivable level. Uh, even though and those, I don't know what that would.
1: Yeah. Even though salt is like this incredibly mundane thing. It's like, if I didn't, <laughs> if I didn't have salt and I was making something, I mean, I'm no master chef at all, but like, uh, and this is probably, this is probably why, cause I would just reach for some other tangy powder <laughs> and throw right. it in there, yep. you know, whatever you, you could make do. And, mm-hmm. but you're saying that as far as human life, earth, earth-based life, uh, as mm-hmm. we know it is concerned that no salt, no other thing on There's earth. nothing
2: else that does the that work. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, that's now right. is that
1: and just, because, to, just yeah. because well when, when I mean we, this is a little bit of a, uh, a hypothetical I guess but is that because, well that's life on earth got started using this process and has hung on to this process as the thing. Like this is how right. it's done. This is how we build mm-hmm. you know, yeah. this is how it's we build cars. Well. So yeah. if we suddenly said there's no more wheels then we're like, well we can, we can never have anything. That's right.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. And we're, you know, nowadays our the, the food we eat, the processed food has so much salt in it that generally the problem is we have too much salt and not uh-huh. enough. Uh-huh. Right. But for most of human civilization, uh, it was hard to get salt. It was hard to get enough salt to oh. survive. So it was an intensely valuable thing. So like the Rome, you know, the, the word salary comes from the word salt. Huh because roman legionnaires were paid partially in salt wow so also by so the way you, documentary filmmakers still paid in
1: the equivalent of salt salt <laughs> <laughs> you No, know, i kid i kid uh
2: yeah so you you would get paid in a chunk of salt and they would give you that to you wow. and you're like oh thank you right this is i need this to survive yeah yeah um mm-hmm. so Control of sources of salt was an enormously important economic uh, and strategic thing. Right. Um, the British Empire actually did this a lot when they were trying to control India. Um, the government declared uh, a monopoly on salt making in India Whoa. for so they could control people. And one of the great moments in civil disobedience is Gandhi goes and he makes salt.
1: Right. Oh, I never even... See, I just as ignorant as I am. I just thought that was like a symbolic yeah. thing. Well, no, that's, that,
2: it is, I mean, it, it is symbolic, but it's, it's, it's but it's also but totally they, they control. They literally
1: control. They basically said it, it's as if they took water, yep, you know, that's exactly it. And if they could control water, they do. And in places like arid places, like California, if you see the movie Chinatown, mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, sure. <laughs> they, the, if somebody can control the water, they will. Mm-hmm. and become very powerful so the salt is 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 like that a life or like air so the air water salt is one of those essential oh, yeah. <laughs> so. now uh so that means that making salt is not easy
2: or is it just that mining the salt it takes uh, it takes a little bit of work um and there's a uh, civilizations around the world have come up with different solutions to that Uh so there are salt mines right you can actually dig it out of the ground right um you mentioned salt flats before so if you're lucky enough to have a salt flat nearby you can Mm. just go grab it from Mm. the surface Um, also uh more i think the the most or more common is to boil down salt water Mm. in some way um so salt marshes Are, you know, some marshes have salt water. So you build a salt works there and you've got a factory that um, uh, filters and boils and filters and boils until you get the salt uh, at the end. Uh, If you're lucky enough Mm -hmm. to live in a tropical climate, you can do this just by evaporation. Uh, So if you go to Hawaii, um, you'll see old salt evaporation areas carved into the rock lava. Oh, wow. You can so they would they could just chuck the seawater on it, and then the sun would provide enough energy to boil off to evaporate the water, and then you're left behind with salt. And this is why, amongst other reasons, um, Hawaii has you know dozens of different kinds of salt. They are salt experts. Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. Interesting. Um,
1: I guess Israel too. I think. So when you go down to the Dead Sea, it's it's hot enough there that you can do that. There's a lot of different chemical companies or. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, wow, that's interesting. So, we should feel I now. I now appreciate that little can of Morton's,
2: a little carton of Morton's
1: <laughs> sugar. Like it's just there. You can go to the grocery store and you can buy it because our civilization, fortunately, uh, at least, yeah, has made we've it got accessible.
2: Yeah. yeah, but there was, you know, there were times and places in human civilization where someone would knife you in the back for that little wow. box of salt.
1: There's still blazes, I think. You can find that. They'll just... (laughs) Just because they can. Um, So, uh, this planet now. I imagine that what... what The scenario that evolves from this is that we run out of salt. Uh, Or salt becomes... right. right? That seems like the most obvious thing. So... Mm -hmm. Given what you were just saying about how when it was rare, it was like this incredible thing, caused all these tension in civilizations. Mm-hmm. If the salt were to. Yeah, okay, let's just jump. We're just going to jump way forward that for whatever reason, the salt, there's a finite amount, and we know it's going to be gone oh. tomorrow. Or you, whatever, it's like okay. there, there's yeah. there's one last salt mine, and <laughs> it's running out, right? So beyond the there's a whole military thing you could do, but mm-hmm. but what I'm interested in is how will the scientists approach solving this situation? Oh boy, what could you possibly do?
2: Um, and I'm guessing people well, have tried this, see. right?
1: Like that tried to see if they can make some substitute. Yeah,
2: so basically um I think the the chemists would say, all right, we don't have salt, but we must still have sort we still have sodium and chlorine. They're just in various compounds. You now they're locked up somewhere. Mm. So, let's get all of the PVC piping um, <laughs> and sh- take the chlorine out of that. Uh and then get all the sodium we can. Um that's going to be trickier. Uh yeah, I have to dig up sodium from somewhere and then put them together uh, and make salt from the fundamental constituents. Well, I know, like uh, I said, when I think that, of
1: sodium, I think of street lamps, for instance.
2: Yeah, that's right. It's sodium vapor.
1: Not so there. much anymore. Now they're
2: switching to well, first halogen and then LED. But that's right. Yeah, but if you see those old-fashioned yellow, right. yellowish street lights, right. those are sodium vapor. Um, yes, that's right. So you'd see crazed chemists running around seizing street lights. And PVC piping.
1: Just seeing so crazed chemists, that. that's fun already. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that's what Breaking Bad was about, right? That's crazy. Oh,
1: that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This would be Breaking Good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Desperately trying to make salt.
1: Yeah. 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 Desperately seeking salt, Susan. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Okay. So, that's the first thing you'd have to do is you try to dig up the the raw elements, chlorine. And sodium. So, in fact, to say that we're running out of salt also means we would have to be running out of at least sodium or chlorine. Yep,
2: yeah, that's right. And that's um, that's uh, you know weirdly problematic to think about, right? So, uh, as I said before, you know your brain works because of sodium, um, oh. and you then excrete sodium every day, right? Whenever you sweat, right, ah. salt. Comes out, uh, so that's why you need to take in a couple of grams every day is to replace the the sodium that um, you've sweated out.
1: So this is why <laughs> this the is chemists why I- are crazy because they're they're literally going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: so pretty soon, if you don't have that salt coming in, your nervous system stops functioning, and eventually you'll die. I suppose. Wow.
1: Um, well, okay, uh, so this is a good story. So, so we, we we run way ahead. It's not only that. Well, this is clearly the this is the race against time. Is that yes? That's right. Not only do you have to, it's not a matter of even getting enough salt to just stay alive, but like before that, you're going to go crazy, or you know whatever. You uh, know. Yeah,
2: that's right. So then yeah, your muscles stop functioning and things.
1: Right. Wow. Eventually, is it that we would have to create? We would end up creating or end up m- m- mutating or evolving in a way our life to become something that.
2: Well, that's an interesting question. So it's probably there's a, so natural selection would then push us in the direction of needing less sodium. Ah. Um, because people who, you know, you know, there's some genetic variants. Some people need a lot. Some people need a little right, and the people right. who need a lot would die off first. So the people who continue to have children would be the ones that need less sodium. So over the over generations, um, humans would evolve to need less. And exactly what that would look like, I don't really know. Well, first of all, all um, the
1: snack companies go bankrupt.
2: That's right. No more Doritos.
1: <laughs> no more addiction to salt, <laughs> delicious, crunchy salt things. Yeah, the Great Doritos Calamity of 2016. <laughs> yeah, exactly. the, the, the the
2: Lay's Wars. Of, <laughs> yeah
1: days versus us. Okay, so this is interesting, right? So evolution would push us. Well, again, let me just clarify that sort of intentionality type uh, thinking just by natural, as you said, natural selection. So those who Mm -hmm. need less salt are going to be fine. They're going to be healthier. They will therefore uh, produce more offspring. Mm -hmm. And so, I guess th- barring human cleverness, which you know, we're pretty good. Yeah, we're pretty clever. We probably yeah. would either we or evolution or some combination would come up let I mean, let's be optimistic. We come up with a solution. Yeah. Okay. Right? So that and I'm guessing it couldn't be that simply a matter of getting by with less salt. There would have to be something That really feeds that process of is osmosis the number one osmosis yeah
2: that's hard like you said we've got a a billion years of that process becoming efficient inside ourselves
1: we really bought in we went all in on osmosis yeah
2: it would be hard to imagine uh, discovering something that could work as that could replace that right well as clever as we are we're not going to beat a billion years. Of evolution. Right.
1: Although, you know what? It, look, actually, it just occurs to me, it would be cyborgs, right? It would be, this is another uh, that reason. Is,
2: that is a good solution, actually. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, is just to totally bypass our, in fact, maybe that's a good incentive to just totally get rid of our biological bodies um, and have our thoughts living on silicon.
1: Right. In fact, it, it solves the problem of all kinds of things like oh okay well our environment is running out of salt but even so if you want to live in other environments like uh, other planets or mm-hmm. even in you know travel whatever in space uh those these all these supplies aren't readily available so obviously if you were a cyborg yeah. you wouldn't need air you wouldn't right so that's the, the yeah tip. so
2: that'd be great so we're out exploring the galaxy okay. and we come to a planet that's all inhabited by machines and mm-hmm. we say, what happened? And they say, we ran out of potato chips. Yeah. <laughs> so it was the obvious thing to do.
1: Actually, what happened was there was like, you know, they t- it turned out, I think this is a myth now. It's been disproven. But that the idea is like on Easter Island, one of the problems was that they were using trees. They used up all the trees. Actually, I'm sure mm-hmm. there are places on Earth where, you know, an environmental thing. You used up everything. And the Dust Bowl in yeah. the 30s, right? They used the, the, the used up all the soil and all the nutrients in the soil and it blew away. Uh, I think there was a, like a, um, the society became so addicted to salty, delicious. There was a new salty, delicious snack that was invented. Mm -hmm. It was like the, the, uh, platonic, uh, it was called Plato's chips, chips? Plato chips, the platonic ideal of chips. And they were so good and so addicting everybody ate it and then their need for salt rose and rose and rose to feed this addiction and they used up all the salt on their planet and suddenly uh oh and um, in a in a horrific chip uh, on an awful like the last chip high accessible, the last chip mm-hmm. buzz frenzy, chip fueled frenzy, um, they built robots
2: and yeah. To save themselves.
1: Right. And then those robots, by the way, hoarded all the chips. And so when we arrive on this planet, <laughs> the the robots are ruling the planet and there are still the pathetic biological human humanoid creatures. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's actually
2: Skynet's plan is to take control of right. uh, the all potato. the salt.
1: <laughs> right. And doles it out just like you said the Romans did. Mm hmm. Those Romans had it um, right all along. They just, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just say we we don't, we really don't need to worry about that here on Earth because there's an enormous amount of salt on this planet. So, uh, you know, eat as much as your doctor will let you. Oh, cool.
1: Are there, I guess there are places where evil governments are hoarding the salt or is it so accessible to
2: us now? that I think nowadays it's so accessible that, oh, that's cool. um, uh, it's not a big deal, but but if you want to, if you're um, you know a mad scientist dictator on your tropical island and right. can control what comes on and off, right. then yeah, salt is a good way.
1: <laughs> there's some like Willy Wonka of chip, of potato chips factory. Where there's an <laughs> evil, <laughs> evil potato chip maker. Wow, John who uh, set us off on this journey. This was really fascinating, I gotta say, because I love it. First of all, it it came from the outside. It came from outside the WTIF studios. And so it (laughs) obviously went somewhere where I know very little. And this (gasps) account, he is J at J H cartoons, J Harrison cartoons. Uh, So John, thank you so much for that suggestion. This was really fun. We didn't put you in it. I think uh, you know we owe you a future ifing. This didn't really have a character. Oh, okay, didn't quite get there. I realize. So, um, John, you're going to be ifed You will be ifed. We will throw you into some future scenario <laughs> someday. Feel free to send in an idea if there's a particular if you want a particular way you want to be ifed. But that's great. Thank you very much. So, and and to all of our uh, to you who, who are listening, um, what ideas come to mind? What would you? fun, or, or, you know, what I love about this was that it wasn't really it was a scenario but it was more like a question, you know like, what happens yeah. if you don't have this mm-hmm. thing, which is great the, the super simplistic ideas super simple ideas, I think, tend to grow into the most fascinating, elaborate things Wow, and who, who would have known that it would have grown into the, the chip wars of 20 actually, okay. yeah. of, of late yeah. 2018, yeah. it's a great robot domination <laughs> yeah <laughs> late if you're just listening uh, uh, it, did you enjoy the show think to yourself hey that was awesome there I fed you a thought um, let us know what your actual thought was before you were um, brainwashed feedback at whattheif.com just shoot us a little note one word is fine awesome that'd be great uh, weird that's cool too whatever um, you can string a few more words together good for you. Use that sodium um, in your brain. Feedback at whattheif.com. Also, we have so many fun people sharing uh, news stories and ideas and jokes and beautiful pictures of the universe and all kinds of crazy things on our Twitter account, which is uh, uh, at whattheifshow. We are also on Facebook, as one is us and probably one 10 is. million Russian bots uh, all enjoying ourselves <laughs> so uh, Matt thank, man, thank you for this this was a real treasure trove of information
2: cool yeah and thanks
1: to John for the eh. it's time to enjoy salt so everybody go out today Taste that salt and say, "Mm, everybody go enjoy some salt. Really taste it. Really focus on that. "Mm, That's delicious. And then just finish the bag, which you'll do anyway of chips without even knowing it. Um, Yes, you can't eat just one. You You can't eat just one. There's a a good title there, a good indication of a title. Uh, Salt molecules, Mm -hmm. but you can't eat just one um, or you'll die. Matthew, thank you. As always, for your spontaneity and um, free-throwing knowledge, <laughs> we will see everybody. I did it again. I mean, we're on episode 32,000 now, and I said, we'll see. We will talk to you. <laughs> you will hear us. You you can go to our website, by the way, if you don't know who we are and are thinking, what the if are these guys on What The If Show? Uh, what The If dot com slash about. You can see our faces. Beyond that, we will talk to you next week when we all get to say together what the 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 if 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 if, if. if. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if. Bye now.
0: material, vital to our national defense. A compound of sodium and lead, for example, becomes part of the tetraethyl lead so important to high-octane aviation gasoline. Sodium from salt helps obtain lighter, stronger metals. Gears of military machinery undergo terrific strain. These gears are case hardened in a bath solution of sodium cyanide to give them the necessary touch. Salt in explosives. Salt essential in munition. In the peaceful use of atomic energy, defense in the coming space age. Salt serving America and her need for it has more than doubled since World War II due largely to the tremendous growth of our chemical industry. But salt has kept pace with our changing needs and it always will. If you want a dash of salt for your food you want carloads, as an individual, or as a community, or as one of the 60 major industries depending on this vital mineral. No matter where you are, rest assured that you can have exactly what you want, when and where you need it, salt from the solar ponds, salt from the well. salt from the mind no matter where you live where you work there will be salt often unseen unrecognized but there to serve you and yours with the indispensable crystals of life